Welcome, this is the Big Miss You podcast. I am your host, Laura Kelly, and each week of the lockdown, I'm featuring interviews with some of our vendors and our readers, talking about the friendships inspired by The Big Issue. To keep our vendors safe during the COVID-19 pandemic, The Big Issue is not being sold on the streets right now. We've moved quickly to make sure that the magazine is on sale online and in shops, which means that we can still financially support vendors. But we know that The Big Issue is about more than just money. That's where the Big Miss You podcast comes in. This is our way of maintaining the connections between Big Issue vendors and their customers. My name's Nick Cuthbert. I'm the Big Issue vendor outside Marks and Spencer's in Truro with Briny the dog. And I'd like to send out a message to all my customers and everybody else that I'm doing all right. Just very, very bored. I would love to get back and see everybody again. I'd just like to say that on the Friday I went into Tesco's and was buying my shopping, just filled up my basket, Didn't only had about £8 anyway. As I was queuing up for shopping, the security and staff were pointing me out, which made me to start be a bit paranoid, and a man steps up from behind and uh, pays for my shopping. Then on the next day, Saturday, I went in, I had three pounds or something which so I brought some sugar and some biscuits and then one of the staff in Marks and Spencer said oh shopping's on us so I said well I've had to put something in my basket then didn't I so and John the manager in Marks and Spencer's paid 20 pounds for my shopping so that really made my day it's great to hear the community in Truro has been supporting Nick Thanks to him for telling us about the thoroughly decent people in Tesco's and Marks and Spencer's. For our main feature this week, we're heading to Norwich, where Simon sells the big issue outside Topshop. A fixture of the city, known for his flamboyant jester's hat, he often cheers up his customer Mary with his hearty laugh. Hi, my name's Simon. I sell at Topshop on Gentleman's Walk in Norwich. Do you want me to give my spiel? Because uh, I've walked past my picture a few times and shouted it out. <laughs> Gather around, form a queue, come and buy your big issue. Now, don't be shy, come and buy your big issue of it or try. If you're shy, you won't buy and I will die of boredom. Will somebody give me something to do and come and buy my big issue? My name is Mary Benefield Dunn. I live in Norwich, but I am not from Norwich. I am originally from the United States. And my work, when I have it, is as a singer and a performer and a performance maker. Simon, oh my goodness, you know, you cannot miss him. He wears this insane hat and he says even on a hot day he has to wear it because people will miss him. They won't think he's there unless he's wearing this kind of kooky hat. And, um, but it isn't the hat, you know, it's him. He's big, he's a big chap and he's, he laughs and he has these, in, wonderful ways of announcing the big issue to you. You know, I, he's got patter. And um, and that's how, you know, I kind of struck up a, my relationship with him is that he'd do something and I'd sing back at him, you know, uh, from afar. And uh, uh, yeah, that's Simon. He's just, he's, he, yeah, everybody loves Simon. <laughs> the hat actually came from the puppet man. He was a local busker in Norwich. He bought me off a charity store. And, you know, I thought, oh, well, thank you very much. I'll put it on to be polite. 
And I noticed sort of like people were commenting on what a great hat it was. Uh, even to the point where I was walking down the road still with a hat on and somebody called me over and asked me to buy a magazine. And uh, people say, oh, does it mean anything? And I said, no, it's just a jester's hat. And, uh, yeah, I always wear it. He's getting a bit threadbare at the moment. <laughs> I've been looking for another one, but I can't seem to find one as good. I'd like it in the 17th century, because apparently Jester's hat's changed through the centuries. Just after the lockdown, Mary tweeted the big issue, really hoping that we could get a message to Simon, who had suddenly disappeared from his usual pitch. Well, I had seen Simon, actually, uh, sort of that last week they were out, and he was telling me what a good Monday he was having, and Mondays are his best day. And um, I said, well, I'll see you next Monday. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be here. And um, so the next Monday came around and he wasn't there. And I was like, oh, and, uh, you know, the streets are deserted. So I went online to see what was going on. I was just so concerned. You know, I don't normally post um, pictures of myself on Twitter, uh, to be honest. But I, I thought I have to. I have to. I have. I felt. I thought I, if I post this, if I do this, then Simon might see it, and that really is what I wanted to have happen. Over the the years that I've, you know, met him up in the in the Haymarket at Norwich, um, he, we 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 know things about each other. I know what his favorite donut is from Krispy Kremes, you know, and um, it's that sort of thing. It's it's. I find it really quite. Um, I look forward to bumping into him. You know, and and it always cheers me up. Simon was indeed very happy to hear from Mary. He says that Norwich is an exceptionally friendly place. Oh, fantastic in Norwich. It is the nicest place in England to sell the magazine. I'd just like to let everybody know, my customers, that I am missing you. I'm looking forward to getting back and seeing you all. several vouchers sent to me from the big issue which boy man have come in so handy luckily when the last one came through it was that week where i was going to run out of washing powder bleach you know all the bloody expensive bits that push your shopping bill up so you know i could get that sort of stuff <laughs> i will say there's a difference between eating beans on toast because you fancy them or eating beans on toast because you have to <laughs> Simon found himself homeless after he was made redundant from a job in which his housing was part of his salary. He slept rough for about seven years. I must admit, that was out of choice, a lot of that, because I was offered help and I was having such a ball when I was living in my tent. You know, I was enjoying it. It wasn't until I'd stopped enjoying it I decided to do something about it, you know. <laughs> well, A, you've got no bills. B, you can, you know... Wake up in, say, Exeter in the morning and go to bed in Bournemouth in the evening, you know. <laughs> you you just, just move around. There's so much freedom. Because prior to being made redundant, I always had to be somewhere, somewhere at a certain time. Where once I became homeless, I was sort of like, well, what am I going to do now? And I woke up the next morning and the answer was, anything I want. You know? <laughs> so I sort of like, Enjoyed that aspect of it, 
But then on the other hand, you know, just chucking it down with rain, you've had four days of rain, you can't get anything dry. You know, you can't have a decent wash and a shower on a hot summer's night. You know, that's the bad parts of it. Simon was still sleeping rough when he first got to Norwich, but it didn't take long before he became part of the fabric of the community. There's a gentleman, when I was literally first in Norwich, when I was keeping rough, and his name's James, he's from uh, Lowestoft, but used to work at Norwich. He used to buy me breakfast once a week. And we always used to meet up on a Friday. He'd buy me breakfast and buy a magazine off me. And then as I picked myself up, uh, you know, back to where, you know, things weren't at desperate levels, you know, I had a bit of money in my pocket again. I started buying him a breakfast. And now what we do is every Friday, up until lockdown... We used to meet up and take it in terms to buy each other breakfast. And he's become an absolute fantastic friend. One of Simon's goals for the future is to build up his own business. He's using his spare time during lockdown to do some research. Well, I've got a bit of an antiques business. Uh, I, I call it a business, but it basically it's a cabinet that I'm trying to build into a business. So I've been doing some really, really thorough research on my stock. And uh, I've had a couple of nice surprises. I've already mentioned it in the uh, big issue once when I picked up this little flask. And I thought it looked like a uh, something you put body salt in from Lush. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty, so, you know, I was quite happy to sell it. And it turned out it was actually a uh, decanter from the Napoleonic War. And I found another one, very similar, but still with the stopper, for £125. So, yeah, not bad to say I only paid two quid for mine. <laughs> Another customer who's appreciated Simon's welcoming demeanour is comedian, polymath and big issue supporter Robin Ince. As a gigging comedian, he says he's always happy to see the big issue vendors on his travels. Hello, uh, I'm Robin Ince and I, I wrote a radio column actually uh, for The Big Issue and uh, also do things like a show called Infinite Monkey Cage and all manner of bits and pieces. I'm a, a flibbity gibbet in my life. Last year, I was probably did 270, 280 different locations around the world, and you know many of those in the UK. And there is something about a connection that can be made. That moment that when you you know you, you see someone there, they've got the Connie you know, the vendor tablet on. You think, oh well, I'll get a copy of that now. And I and that conversation, that possibility of that conversation in that particular street is something that I always look forward to as well, and gives you as someone who is kind of professionally nomadic. It is nice for anyone who is professionally nomadic to have some certainties. They've always got so many stories. All the vendors that I've met with the stories about not merely their own story, but the stories of, of what that particular town or that particular city means to them or that particular thing that they observe because they have that unusual position of they are more often than not standing in one place in a town watching everything else move past them. Everyone who's listening to this, subscribe to The Big Issue. It's worth it and there is a reason to it and it needs to survive and it has a real point to it. And, and anyone who uh, you know doesn't get it every single week, you're missing out. Thanks, Robin. I couldn't agree more. Robin and Mary both told us that Simon has an incredible ability to cheer up his customers. We're going to leave you today with some of his trademark positivity. You know, I'm not going to tell you how bad my life's been. I'm going to tell you how great I want it to be. And uh, a lot of people warm to that. You know, use two rooms. Your hair crying in one room, laughter in the other. Which room should you put your head round first? 
the one where the laughter is. Thank you to our guests on this edition of the Big Miss You podcast. And thank you for listening. If you'd like to find out more about how to support The Big Issue or how you can send a message to your local vendor, go to bigissue.com forward slash podcast for more information. We'd love to hear from you and I'd love to speak to more of you right here. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do subscribe to stay up to date with our digital street corner. And if you're listening on Apple, you can really help us to get heard by leaving a positive star rating or a review. Big Miss You podcast is produced by Laura Kelly for The Big Issue UK with additional reporting by Liam Garrity.